Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. If you're new to the show, Stewart Group is a CFEX certified financial planning and advisory firm serving clients throughout New Zealand with offices in Hawke's Bay and Wellington. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. It's my pleasure to have in the studio Brian Hult, and Brian is going to talk about investment diversification for dummies. G'day, Brian. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good, Ken. Thank you, and, and kia ora to you, Ken. <laughs> good to have you here with us now. Before we talk about uh, investment diversification, uh, first of all, just to remind our listeners, if you wouldn't mind, Stuart Group, what are you guys all about? First of all, let, let me just introduce myself, because yes. uh, as you can tell from from, from my accent, I'm uh, I'm not from New Zealand. I am a New Zealand citizen, but uh, I'm I'm originally from uh, Denmark. I'm a financial advisor and an accredited investment fiduciary with more than 30 years experience. It makes me feel a little bit old saying this, uh, but I'm not. I started at an extremely young age. And now <laughs> Now I'm taking full advantage of the fact that this is radio. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I arrived to beautiful Hawke's Bay in, uh, from Copenhagen in May. I did live in New Zealand from 27 to 2015, so that's why I, I hold dual citizenship. I worked for ASB, Forsyth Bar and AMP when I was in New Zealand last, but now I'm very proud to be part of uh, Team Stewart Group, mm, absolutely. and uh, Team Stewart Group is, is, as you know, a family-owned advisory firm providing specialist financial advice in uh, in Hawke's Bay. Mm-hmm. They've been operating since 1986, servicing uh, clients throughout the Bay and across uh, all of New Zealand. Stewart Group is is both CFX and B Corp certified. In short, that means that the team is is the certified good guys. Uh, we always have to uh, prioritize our clients' interests. That means that yeah, we we're providing the best possible advice for our clients so they can make educated, sound decisions. And in the end, that should give our clients uh, a better outcome. Indeed, and you're in the Black Basalt Building, which is in Katamu Road in Hastings. Indeed. Today's topic is investment diversification. Why do you want to talk about that? Well, two of the most repeated used quotes of of phrases in investment is, you would have heard these before, don't put all your eggs in in a basket or in just one basket. And the other one is, is uh, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And uh, one of them is, is more true than ever. Mm-hmm. And the other one, we'll have to check that later on. There might be a free lunch today. Yeah. So that the reason I'm saying that it's more true than ever is not just because the price of, of eggs have, have gone up. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a lot uh, two years ago. A dozen eggs were four dollar thirty. Now it's it's eight fifty yeah. for a dozen eggs. So it's it's <laughs> in that sense it, it's it's important not to keep all your eggs in in one basket. But on top of that, given the uncertain nature of of both uh, local and and global politics right now, it's very important that you really have your your assets uh, properly. Uh, diversified. You don't want to be over-invested in one volatile area of the world right now or in one industry or asset class. So if you ask most investment professionals, they tell you that diversification is one of the most important tools we've got in the box uh, for, for medium and long-term investors. And it has often been described as as the only free lunch in investment. Yeah. I wonder, though, that if we look at investing um, over the years, and historically, there's peaks and troughs, isn't there? And they, they say there's a cycle every seven years. It might be eight years. It might be six years. I'm not 100% on that. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think the bottom line is that whatever, whatever you invest in, you need to be there for the long haul, don't you? Because short-term investment doesn't necessarily work unless you're extremely lucky. Exactly. Uh, as a short-term investor, unless you are a speculator mm. slash lucky, uh, for a short-term investor, and and that's maybe one to three years time horizon, your options would be be cash. Uh, it would be term deposit bonds, yeah. things that are, are liquid. Whereas a, a long-term investor, you would be looking at at uh, all the asset classes. Now I know that before we came to where we had we had a bit of a, a quick chat about you know why would we diversify, and uh, all your eggs in one basket is a good analogy. But I, I wonder um, if we will look on that that cycle business. If we bought property today at a good price. We could expect it, for instance, in seven or eight years' time to be at a better price. So, you know, bricks and mortar, you can go around, you can look at your house and say, oh, that's my house there. Whereas if you've got a bit of paper which says that you've got a share in, in Ken Morrison's uh, burger company, mm, it's, it's not so quite appealing, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so how, do we, how do we decide what we should be putting our money into, our investment into? Well, as, as I said, it's, it's uh, all down to... Uh Asset allocation. If you look at the asset classes, as they are called, mm -hmm. uh, you have four main asset classes, and that's cash, uh, it's fixed interest, it's property, and it's shares. Yeah. A, a truly diversified portfolio would be a mix of those four asset classes. Mm -hmm. Then you've got uh, alternatives, uh, you've got commodities, you've got currency, but, but the four main asset, class, asset classes would be uh, uh, cash, Fixed interest, property, and shares. And uh, you mentioned property, and and there would be uh, periods where property is is the best best performer mm -hmm. of the four. There would be periods where shares would would be best. Long term, you could argue that shares would always have to give you the best outcome. The reason being, if Radio Hawks Bay as a business, just just as an example, mm. long term didn't give you a better profit than owning, if you owned this building we're sitting in now, the, yep. the bricks and the mortar. If, if that was a better uh, outcome long term, why would you bother uh, doing what you're doing yep, now? Of course. All right, so 
I wonder when we also looking at investing and diversifying, would you as a as a professional in your field, would you recommend different diversification for a different type of investor? So, so an old guy like me, I mean, I'm 70 years old, probably haven't got a lot of you know investing time left in me. So I might be perhaps a cautious investor. So whereas a, a young buck comes along or a young lady comes along and says, well, you know, I've got 50 years ahead of me. Are we looking at different types of investing or will we be both dropped into that same? That's not a bad question, Ken. Because obviously there's no generic diversification model that will meet the needs of, of every investor. Uh, it's, it's about your personal time horizon. It's about your risk tolerance, your goals, your needs, and, uh, of course, your financial means. So on top of that, how much experience do you have in mm. investments? So that will all play a large role when we design uh a portfolio for you so so it will be tailor-made to you mm -hmm. and and that's actually what what makes the difference uh long term yeah i wonder also that uh going through uh say my own life that uh i've always in my investing time i have always bought bricks and mortar because you know, i did them up move them on put people in to rent them and I suppose I was always a bit nervous about the share market in as much as you often hear of, well, that's a, that's a good buy. And the next thing you know, you know, the company's down or, and you, you keep watching the marks and it's gone up, it's gone down. And you get a bit nervous about it. Whereas, like I say, with the old bricks and mortar, you can just see it standing there still. So, so how <laughs> do I, like a true Kiwi. <laughs> that's right. So, so how do I know what I'm getting into? So I come to you and I say, okay, Brian, look, I'm looking at uh, a diverse, uh, portfolio. Um, what's going to be wise, a wise investment for me to look at? And it doesn't matter about my age, but so how, how, do you, how do you pick what might be termed as a good investment? Well, it, it's uh, what is a wise investment? First of all, if, yeah. if it looks too good to be true, it, yes. it, it probably is. Uh, a, a wise investment is, as I mentioned, it's, it's uh, a bespoke, tailored investment mm -hmm. to you and your needs. And it's, it's a mix of, it has to be a mix of all four asset classes. Yeah. So property is definitely, uh, in the pot. Uh, but as you know, uh, if, if this was your retirement plan and you bought property, say 18 months ago, yeah. uh, you would, it would take you a long time to recover Indeed. from, from the loss you've had. So if you spread your investments and spread them in, in assets that doesn't correlate, so they're not in sync, mm -hmm. and you can spread them into, as I mentioned before, uh, main asset yes. classes, you can spread them uh, geographically, you can spread them uh, in size and, and styles. Uh, in the, that way, you, you would be looking for uh, having a mix of assets that doesn't correlate. So uh, when when one part of your portfolio, say property, is down, other parts of your portfolio yeah. would make up for that. So if you had a part of your portfolio in, in US shares or global shares, that would make up for your loss on uh, New Zealand property. Sure. 
Today we're talking about investment diversification for dummies, and we've got uh, Brian Halton to the studio for the first time. I wonder, Brian, um, long-term investment versus short-term investment. What are the pros and the cons for someone who uh, is looking at investment diversification and they're a bit of a dummy like I would be? <laughs> well, uh, uh, short-term, uh, and this is unless you're a, a speculator, short-term uh, your options for, for investments uh, would be cash, it would be term deposits and, and bonds, uh, and that's that's uh, uh, investments that are highly liquid and gives you uh, the flexibility to to withdraw the money whenever you need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long term, that's more like like saving for for retirement. Uh, that means holding your investments for for more than five years, uh, and and that would be a strategy like the one I mentioned, where yes. you have a mix of bonds and stocks and and uh, property, and that's that's a long term approach, and it takes uh, discipline and and patience. Yeah. But it turns out that long term, uh, that's where you are going to get the best return with with a mix of of uh, assets. So how often should I be reviewing my um, portfolio, Brian? Oh, uh, that's a good question, Ken, because that's something that people sometimes forget to do mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and and you seriously need to review your portfolio regularly, at least annually, yeah. maybe uh, twice a year. Um, and, of course, every time you're... you're you have a, a significant change in your uh, financial uh, circumstances. You have to uh, review your mm. your portfolio. Also, you and your investment advisor have to rebalance your portfolio uh, to correct for any significant drift away from the chosen mix. Yeah. So if, if your uh, global shares are up, and your port uh, property part of your portfolio is is down, then you rebalance, uh, so, so you, you stay on, on, uh, on the, track. the course and the track, uh, uh yeah. that is, is chosen for, uh, that is suitable for you and, and, and your plans. As an advisor though, would you be saying to me, for instance, if I came to you at the moment, you know, looking globally, the world's in a bit of a mess, share markets are down, prices are down for, for wool and milk, and, uh, we are pretty much in dire straits. So that would also reflect in probably right across my portfolios, wouldn't it? So you might say, well, the, just sit there for the long haul. Well, that, if you look at uh, the share market in New Zealand, mm-hmm. for example, it's it's been pretty pretty flat over the last year. Yep. If you look at uh, the United States, they, the S&P 500 has returned 16.2% mm-hmm. so far this year. That's not bad, is it? That's not bad. Most of it is is driven by by the seven big tech companies, mm-hmm. um, but it just shows you that diversification yes. works. Um, so you've got uh, New Zealand property down, you've mm-hmm. got the New Zealand share market flat, you've got U.S. Uh, shares up. Uh, so if you have uh, a mix of these assets uh, and looking at your portfolio as a long term investment, then it works. That's what I like to hear. Talk about uh, growth and value companies. How do we know what, which is which? Well, 
again, as as I mentioned in the beginning, you you need a mix of different assets. So so, uh, in regards to style, not just large companies, but uh, small and medium sized companies. You also need different styles, uh, and, and if you look at at shares. Growth companies are defined as as companies that uh, are growing, of course, but but have uh, uh, positive earnings um, and growing positive earnings. They tend to reinvest uh, their earnings and and grow on 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 that. As opposed to value companies, they are companies that have uh, a low price to earnings. Which means that they are, uh, from in, an investor perspective, uh, undervalued, or uh, you could call it uh, at a bargain price, mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, that's a, a, a different approach. But both of those uh, types of of shares should be in a diversified portfolio uh, because, again, they don't. Uh, they are not in sync. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the, the correlation, uh, so they don't correlate uh, like uh, if you had only growth companies in in your portfolio. Right. Now we're running out of time, and I just want to have a little bit of a chat about uh, a scheme that the Stewart Group launched not that many weeks ago, and it's called the ACI Fund. Tell us about that. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. We we launched. Uh, what's called asset class investment funds earlier this year because investing through a managed fund is is uh, an easy way to to get access to a broad range of investments so if your means are limited or you simply prefer an uncomplicated investment solution you can choose a, a premixed fund like ACI funds and uh, invest all your assets into this fund and then you achieve diversification across all asset classes. ACI fund through Stewart Group is, as I mentioned, fully diversified and it's tax and cost efficient, exactly mm. like KiwiSaver, but it's not locked in like yeah. KiwiSaver. The money is available at any time. There's a minimum investment of only $50, which I find quite quite astonishing. And you can apply online in, in just a few minutes. And the beauty of that scheme is that with that minimum investment of fifty dollars, it opens it up to mum and dad investors, doesn't it, or people who just want to have a bit of a bit of a play with the market. Exactly, and yeah. and, and that was the gap that Stuart mm. uh, Group identified in the market. So so we are the first ones with a solution yeah. like this, and it's it's a darn efficient solution, and it gives you the maximum diversification. Good on you, Brian. It's been my pleasure to talk to you today about investment diversification for dummies. 